Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. Yeah. Last week's entry was better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We practiced it. Um, it took me too long to recover from last week's entry, mate. That's why I've just walked up slowly and quietly today. Um, I guess just to add to that, uh, in that Jared's given us as well, um, remember 18 months ago when we started going through this pandemic and we did some teaching and we went through, you know, had a couple of different messages and we all said, we're not going to come back the same. Remember that conversation? We all said things will have to be different when we come back. I have to make some different decisions. I have to think differently about my life. I can't tell you how many times I've had that conversation. This course is to help that. Because we all remember that. And so we want to help you facilitate, make sure we just don't go back. Because we can't go back. I don't know if you've worked that out yet. So... Um, one, of the other things that we're, one of the other things that we're adding this year, um, over the last couple of years, we've had leadership community on, our, uh, on meeting nights on the third Monday of the night. This year, we're opening up our leadership community uh, four times a year, uh, start of every term. So that's tomorrow night. So those, for those who are serving in leadership, those who are not, but just want to make some impersonal investment and maybe get some extra teaching on what it means to lead or grow closer to Jesus in that. How can I lead my family? How can I lead in workplace? How can I lead at school? You know, just uh, we just want to come along and do some extra teaching. So that's tomorrow night at 7 p.m. as well. Um, so yeah, we're, we are excited as we seek to go deeper in 2022, which doesn't rhyme or anything at all, but, you know, that's what we're doing. So, <clears throat> all right, God, we want to just honour you. We celebrate you. We give you thanks. We remember you. Um, we just, we confess, Father, that we can just so easily drift from you and wander from you. So in this time, in this moment... We just draw back and give our whole attention to you, knowing that there's a whole lot of other things going on in our worlds. So we just set this time aside to be open to you, what you want to do, to have your spirit speak to us individually, as families, as your body. Holy Spirit, come. We honour you. We look forward to what you will do, how you will minister to us and through us and amongst us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Um, when our children were younger, once we'd uh, completed our family uh, or completed having children, Andrea, no, we, I was going to say Andrea had decided, but we had decided that four was more than enough. Um, that's all we needed uh, I don't know, that might not be the right way to put it, but one of the things that Andrea was really smart about and wise about is the opportunity to help our children grow and participate in community. Uh, one of the things that we recognise as a family is that our weeks were already very full. You have a young family, you've got full days, yeah? Uh, you know, we, I mean, we've all got full days in some capacity. Uh, children seem to add to the speed of that to some extent, 
And one of the things that Andrew was incredibly wise about was how much extra we did. As a family, obviously, we're very committed to, to faith and to the ministry of the church, the local church. But as your children grow older, uh, they start going to school. So that adds another dynamic, or kinder even. Kinder's more manic than school in some ways because of the hour pickups and you know the weird amount of times that kinders operate and all this kind of thing and um, so we had uh, our family time, we had school, uh, we had church, they were our commitments and, uh, and we decided um, and I will say Andrea because Andrea was pretty passionate about some of these things um, and uh, Andrea decided that our children would learn how to swim she felt like that was a good th- these are things I'd never thought about until I married Andrea um, so our children learned how to swim uh, that was something that uh, Andrea had said that, that we would do but once we kind of got through that stage our children could choose one extra activity that they could participate in one extra activity now this is not a Critique of family life, this is just what we did. Please understand me. I'm just, this is what we did as a family. Now, um, they, our children chose everything from dancing, some, you know, they went for, uh, to netball, they uh, tried uh, swimming a little bit more, a couple of little different things. Now, every now and then, what would happen is we'd have to sit down and have a conversation because inevitably, what would happen with our children is they would say, I don't want to anymore. And it generally came about halfway through the term. I don't want to. I'm tired. It's hard. I hear some adults doing the same. I don't want to. Um, I look generally when I say that. Um, So, and then what we'd have to say, look, you're going. Sometimes that was because we've paid good money for you to go. And therefore, you will see the term out. At other times, it was actually, no, you are part of a team. You are part of a community. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is how we operate. And you will stick this out for the year. And then we'll review it. That's how we operate as a family. It wasn't just about the task. It was about the relationship. It was about the community. It was about the team. And it was inevitable uh, as well. It was about them, our children what they gave energy to and how they grew up as well. It's one expression of growing in commitment. A young mum in Nigeria uh, with two children and one on the way tells a story of uh, her husband who served in a local church in Nigeria, uh, in, uh, who served as a pastor, uh, was kidnapped, uh, beaten up, tormented, tortured before he was murdered as a local church pastor. Nigeria, in the time between September and December in 2021, there are about 5,000 Christians put to death uh, in that period of time because of their faith, 80% of which happened in Nigeria. This young mum with a pastor husband was one of those who experienced grief and loss. Not only did she experience the grief and loss of her pastor, her husband being tortured and put to death um, because of their faith. Uh, but then, uh, out of that, um, because of circumstances, she, was, uh, she also lost the third child that they were expecting. She had no support 
She tells a story that not even her in-laws, not even her husband's in-law uh, parents helped her or cared for her or support her in whatever way that they could. Open Doors, an organisation that supports persecuted uh, Christians throughout the world uh, and whom we partner with, came, supported her. She felt um, alone and outcast. But she says she walked the streets a little bit differently and she taught her kids to hold their heads up and to walk with purpose and with meaning because as this woman, this young mum said, Jesus is in the boat with us. And people in the community are talking about this young mum because of the way that she walks committed to a growth and a relationship with Jesus. A couple were arrested in Somalia for having Bibles in their homes. No other reason than having Bibles in their homes and their desire to teach other people about Jesus in their local community. They were arrested and put into prison. Um, for, uh, and then not only that, but as they were put into prison, they were forced to sign their own death certificates if they weren't willing to renounce their faith in Jesus. Imagine doing that, signing your own death certificates if you're not willing to renounce your faith in Jesus. After refusing to renounce their faith in Jesus, even signing their own death certificates, the mother and the father are separated and the mother is put into prison with her children, including a one-month-old baby. For 47 days, they're challenged, tortured, whatever else that happens in Somalian prisons, to give up their faith before they are released by some miraculous work of God. And the young mum again comes out and says, I know it is because of the commitment and the growth and the desire and the partnership of the church worldwide that we are able to continue to proclaim the name of Jesus. We partner with the Basic Church in Melbourne and Devonport Church of Christ in Tasmania to support a training centre in India. Last weekend, as the students went away out of their uh, training centre to surrounding villages to uh, apply some of the lessons that they've learnt, to uh, apply some of the things that they've been taught and to put into practice some of the theory that they've uh, had going through their minds and spirits in their hearts, uh, the notion of prayer, the notion of discipleship, the notion of evangelism, the notion of ministry, all sorts of things happen. They come back to the training centre to find that the training centre has been broken into and equipment, everything from computers to beds has been stolen from their training centre. Some of you would have received a prayer request earlier in the week in responding to that. Um, now, I know in seeing after travelling to India a couple of years ago and seeing their commitment to following Jesus, I expect that this group's first response would have also been to commit to growing in and worshipping Jesus. Now, don't tell us those stories to uh, bring an overwhelming sense of guilt. I am deeply convicted and encouraged and challenged by those stories, as I hope that we are today. Because it can be very uh, difficult to understand some of the challenges, um, knowing that we all have challenges in different ways and different expressions as well. But uh, we wanted to inspire, I wanted to inspire and challenge through these stories my faith and invite us to consider our response to God as individuals, as his children, sons and daughters, and as a community to be stirred by these stories. 
The Gospel of John, chapter 13, 34 says, A new command that I give to you, to love one another. Easy. We all understand that. We all know that. Except Jesus stops and puts a clarification in that. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. As I have loved you. And we can look at that and go that his love even extended to his death. And by this, this is the indication that everyone will know that you are my disciples. You are the ones learning from me. You are the ones following me. You are the ones who are taking everything that I've taught you and applying it. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another as I have loved you. (laughs) And so our vision as the Horsham Church of Christ is to be transforming the community in the name of Jesus. As an expression of this, our desire is to be present, it is to be, and that is to be people of peace. We want to be authentic uh, in meaningful relationships with people. We want to be courageous in the way that we share our faith, in the way that we worship, in our desire to grow in our relationship with God and with one another. And we want to be generous stewards of all that God has given us. Now, maybe you're exploring faith for the first time. Maybe you've clicked online, unsure about coming into a building like this. Maybe you've been here a thousand times, a million times. Maybe you're asking lots of questions and exploring who Jesus is and what the church um, is, or even if the church has any relevance whatsoever to this day and age. Maybe you're feeling a bit stale and uncertain. Maybe you're feeling passionate and excited. We want to welcome everyone along the journey, along the spectrum of faith, as this is our, our second week exploring the ripple effect as we seek to be renewed, refreshed and reset in our heart and our vision. As I said, things are not the same. We can't go back. The way that we were operating, and many of you have said to me, and I've said it myself and we've reflected on it, we can't keep doing things the way that we were doing things. There'll be some similarities. So over the next few weeks, we're examining the language and the pathway to examine, uh, explore uh, what it is to mature in faith and to bear fruit in relationship with God and with one another. Some of it is about administration, how we can administratively uh, help people and serve people and care for people and uh, respond to people. Uh, But some of it's also about the language that we can all use to help uh, form and help journey Um, that word's overused possibly, but help people take the next step in their faith, in their relationship with Jesus and as part of the community. So last week we spoke about the community, which is the opportunity to gather. And this week we want to uh, explore the opportunity to be committed, which is the opportunity uh, and the invitation to grow as followers of Jesus. Uh, And then we talk about what it is to be in covenant, that is to build, to be a part of the core, that is to lead, and then to be a commissioned people, that is to establish and to go out and serve, which we'll uh, unpack over the next few weeks. So last week we saw Jesus inviting people to come and see where he was staying uh, in John chapter 1. And out of that, Andrew invites Peter. The first thing that he, he, he's, Jesus, where are you staying, Jesus? And Jesus says, come and see. 
So they spent the day with Jesus. Andrew then goes and finds his brother Simon and tells him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John, you will be called. Now keep that in mind, you will be called. Uh, I've got a Lane and Woodley episode going through my head there, but never mind. Uh, Jesus looked at him and said, you are, you are, you will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. Jesus calls Philip. Just want you to hold that there. You are, you will be. Jesus calls Philip, who invites Nathaniel. Jesus sees Nathaniel coming and celebrates who he is. Um, you know, you are a man of Israel. You're a true man. You're true to the faith. You've been dynamic. Uh, and Nathaniel asked Jesus, how do you know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Before Philip called you. Jesus sees. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. All right, there's a, there's a, there's a present reality and a reality yet to come. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of man. Jesus points for these two people, particularly in this very moment, for uh, Peter and for Nathaniel, he points to a reality that they cannot yet see. Did you understand that? Did you capture that? All right, go back and look at it again. He says, you are or you have been and you will see or you will become. There's an in-between space here. And that's a tough spot to hang, isn't it? I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of the in-between space. What are you like in the in-between space? What you'd like to see, what is the current reality and what you'd like to see. Who you are at the moment and who you'd like to be. The things that have troubled you and the things that you'd like to lay down in between spaces. The things that have upset you, the things that have disappointed and frustrated you and the promises or the hopes that you've been given and received at some stage or the other. In between spaces are difficult, are they not? I'm not a fan. But they are necessary. And can I suggest today that the only way to see how the uh, in-between space unfolds for uh, Peter and Nathaniel, and indeed for all the other disciples, and indeed therefore for you and I, is if we are willing to plant ourselves to grow in and through Jesus. Whatever your circumstances, whatever your disappointments, whatever your frustrations, whatever your angers, whatever your hurts, whatever your challenges, will we be planted in Jesus? That doesn't take away challenges. It doesn't take away frustrations. It doesn't take away circumstances that we'd rather not be a part of. But we could believe there's a space being formed. So from where we are to where God might be calling us into. A movement from the shallows into the deep. To grow and to mature in faith is an invitation to follow a way of life, to follow Jesus as we participate in community. 
And I know there have been times in this in-between space that I get frustrated by the in-between, by the things that I believe I'm called to or the things that I hoped for, for the church, for the community and where we are now. There's things that I get lost in, in my own sense of personal uh, view or how I view myself or the expectations and disappointments of others. Every now and then I get um, sucked in by social media and distracted by games on my phone just because that's easy. I know what's happening there. My self-talk can impact that as well. The way that I think about myself, the way that I talk about myself. And much of it depends on the lens that I look through or the filters I apply. For example... There's a lot of things happening in our world. These are a few, you might have other examples. You might have other things that you'd give attention to. Maybe health is another one. Our homes, our marriage, our family, church, work, school, sport, friendships, finances, health. Now, these are all things that we all do in life. Yeah? Remember those things that we have in common? Paying bills, except Dennis. Dennis doesn't have to pay any bills. Um... The struggle that we often have is that we see Jesus through all those things. All those things become the lens in which we experience and see Jesus. You're going to add to that hurt, frustration, disappointment, all the things that we've already, circumstances. They become the view in which we look out and they become the way in which we see Jesus. That shapes our relationship with Jesus. Or we can see all those things through the lens of Jesus. We can flip it. But that takes some commitment to growing. That takes some commitment to understanding that actually there's something deeper happening here. That takes some willingness to stay in the hall. You understand what's... Jesus actually says, you know what, you can gain the whole world. You can gain the whole world and you can lose your soul doing it. You can not know who you are. Or you can trust me. You can follow me. You can love as I have loved. Sacrificial? Yes. Heartbreaking? Yes. Gut-wrenching? Yes. I guess it comes down to whether we believe that Jesus has experienced everything that we have or not. We sing a song that says, We lay down our lives for heaven's courts. But instead we've gained the whole world. We've gained our lives and perhaps lost heaven's courts. So I want to offer some opportunities today to commit or to recommit to growing in relationship with Jesus and with one another. And I want to suggest to you that these are some things that we can practice regardless of our age. If you can read or if you have any sense of comprehension, you can do this. If you are young in age or young in faith, this is not about how old you are. This is not about how experienced you are. This is simply some ideas. Now, this is not a complete list. This is not an exhaustive list. These are the things that came to my mind. You might have other things that the Spirit reveals. And Holy Spirit, 
I pray right now that you would just reveal your heart for every single one of us and these families seated here in these rooms watching this online about the way in which you want to speak to us in this moment. Invite us into deeper waters with you. Um, and so here's some, here's some movements from shallow to deeper. Um, I'll get out of the way and let the Spirit do his work. So you might be uh, exploring who Jesus is, you might have some questions or some frustrations. Oy. Spirit, you were meant to do that. Um, that's, that's in the shallows. Maybe you've been there for a long time. It's pretty safe. Or maybe you've wandered back there, you've been frustrated, you've just got so many questions. Or maybe you're going into the deeps is to say, you know what, I'm going to commit again to following the ways of Jesus above everything else. Now that doesn't take away, making that commitment doesn't necessarily take away some questions and some times where we have to explore new things in Jesus, but we can do it from a deeper sense. And maybe it's about making a public declaration and going through the waters of baptism. So keep that in mind. Even if we go deeper, there's times where we might have to come back a little bit before we go out a little bit further, all right? Maybe it's learning we've been in the shallows and, you know, this, and we've said it before, but devices. You know, we don't like being bored. Just if you're new to this, maybe if you're not new to this, I encourage you to find a spot in your home, set a timer on your... <laughs> Use your phone, but set a timer and then set it aside. Put it on do not disturb. So any notifications that come through, you're just focused on Jesus. Oh, but Simon, I get distracted. Yep. And then we just come back. God, here I am. God, here I am. God, here I am. Be still and know that I am God. God, I'm weary and worn out, but I want to walk with you. Find some scripture verses that are meaningful for you. And that can grow into intentional time with the Father, meaningful time with the Father, any time throughout the day, you can do that sitting in a car at traffic lights for two weeks of your lifetime. So it can be intentional. It can grow from 10 minutes to 20 minutes. It's one of the most beautiful expressions to be able to sit there and stare out the window and be with God. It might be that you read the Gospels to learn about Jesus. You might start a couple of verses, half a chapter, a chapter a day to growing into reading and engaging with Scripture every day, committing to it. And I will say, not to understanding everything that's there, that would make you someone that you're not. <laughs> but to reading and engaging with Scripture and the Spirit every day. Having someone teach, you go up to someone that you've seen, someone that you've appreciated, someone that you admire, someone that you trust. Hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? Can you uh, keep me accountable to this? These are the things that I want to do. Now, that doesn't mean that you stop doing that. The deeper that you go, but the deeper that you go, you become that person for someone else. Maybe God puts someone on your heart and your mind. And so you initiate it because you're the more mature person. Your prayer might be, your prayer life might be, dear God, help me today. Thank you. Amen. Now, I've been a follower of Jesus for 37 years or something, and I still pray that prayer. 
So understand moving from shallow to depth doesn't necessarily mean that those things disappear, but they, be, they grow deeper. Then we move into prayers and requests, rejoicing and thanksgiving in every situation. Maybe when we're in the shallows, we're quiet and restricted, watchful. Maybe we're even fearful when we're in worship. What other people think about us, what other people say about us. To freely and openly worshipping and focusing on Jesus, whether that's here or in our home, driving our cars, walking the streets. Maybe we're praying for a friend to know Jesus. And we move out deeper to say, I'm going to commit to sharing my faith with someone one day this year. Or inviting them to someone or asking someone to, if they want to read the Bible with me and meet with them once a week, once a fortnight. And what is Jesus revealing? These are, you know, it's not complete. I understand that. Maybe we're cautiously or fearfully giving our time and our energy and our resources to actually considering it that we become generous stewards of all that God has given us. Maybe we're serving for love because that's what I was told to do one day. Maybe I'm still trying to prove myself. Maybe I want to be accepted. Maybe it's just a job that has to be done and I just do the job. Whether in faith community or in workforce or wherever it might be, we're actually... I can serve from love, serve out of Christ's love. I can go deeper in my attitude. I can commit to growing as a servant of Jesus, as a child of God, that I will serve because he first loved me. I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to justify or explain myself. I just serve as Christ has first served and loved me. Now, I want to do something shortly, but I want to jump to this first. I'll come back to there. In John chapter 6, verse 5, the disciples have been watching Jesus for a, a, a little while, not really sure of the time frame. And Jesus sees the crowd that has followed him. They've stepped out. Jesus has taught the crowd, several thousand people. And Jesus has compassion on them. Jesus turns to Philip, who invited Nathaniel. Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Here is a moment for Philip to decide if he keeps playing in the shallows or if he goes a little bit deeper with Jesus. Here is the moment where Jesus has said, come with me, Philip. Partner with me. Work with me. Learn from me. I want to partner with you, Philip. What would you like to do with me here? You know, later on in John chapter 6, the teaching gets a little bit harder. Jesus says, you can't participate in my life unless you... Eat what I eat and drink, you know, eat my body, drink my blood. Participate in the way of life that I'm participating in. And people, the crowds leave him as quickly as they've come to him. And he turns to the disciples and he says, what about you? Again, what are you going to do with me? And the disciples just look at Jesus and they go, where else are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. And my heart and my hope and my prayer for every single one of us is that we would get to that point that we would say, God, where else are we going to go? I can't keep going back to just the way that things have been, but 
I need to keep coming to you. I need to commit to growing in you and becoming who you call me to be. So in that, I, I had some other thoughts here, so some other ideas might be, what about accepting and receiving forgiveness for something that happened or for something that has I've done? What about the way that we speak to others? What about growing and committing as emotional people? What about trust? What about our finances? What about moving from half-hearted to sacrificial? What about moving from Apache commitment to regular and consistent commitment? What about moving from miserable and grumpy to an encourager and a blesser? Willing to share. So, committing to the ways of Jesus, committing to building community out of his love because of his love is a lifetime. Living through the in-between moments requires that we commit to the heart of the Father that we trust his ways. And maybe you're struggling in the gaps. Maybe you're not sure about faith. You're not sure about the faith community. You're not sure about church. Can I, what's one or two things that the Spirit might be revealing to you in this moment? Whispering to you that he wants to do a work in us, in me. Parents, families, what's one or two things you might want to do as a family? What are one or two things that you're going to do as a, as a family and commit to and follow through on? Through the hardship, through the in-between, through the struggles, through the questions. Allow the Spirit to speak into you. What's the example that you're going to set as parents in your home, in your marriage, in your workplace? What's one or two things that you think the Spirit might be speaking to you at the moment? Holy Spirit... Come. Father, we find the in-between spaces really difficult. We find it unsettling. And we want to commit to growing in your heart, in your spirit, in your love. We want to commit to growing as your people, as your children. We want to commit to being planted in you. We want to commit to growing in our love for one another as you have loved us so that the world may know of your name.